0: I've always been someone who cued from the perspective of presenting options that don't have a value. That is to say, instead of saying, oh, this is the beginner option, Um, this is the advanced option. Nobody wants to be the beginner. Or instead of a, this is the easy version, this is the hard version. Again, people, especially in a group, which is cycling, mostly uh, indoor cycling is almost always in a group. Again, nobody wants to be identified as um, not working hard enough or somehow letting the group down or being less than... This is Amy, the senior group fitness instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at indoorcycleinstructor.com.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. This is a podcast. And you listen to myself, I'm John McGowan, the host, and the guests that I have on. And it's always our objective on this end that we're communicating accurately with you on your end. And obviously the same thing holds true when you are teaching an indoor cycling class. You're giving cues, motivational stories, those type of things. And it's everybody's intent that those listening are hearing and understanding you. I fall in that boomer category age-wise, and I've just found an interesting article in the Idea Fitness Journal where um, my guest kind of goes through um, a bunch of research that she's done as far as fitness to boomers, and the part that really caught my eye was principle number seven as she describes it, and we will we will get to that and who she is in just a moment here, but she describes carefully considering your cues the author of this is kimberly williams evans and she's half of the fun and org uh, website they're a sister pair and they have a very cute uh, they're twins too aren't you kimberly yeah
0: we're not only twins we're identical twins
1: you're identical twins well welcome
0: Thank
1: you. Right. And uh, I had your sister on.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, wait, no.
1: (laughs) No. And you know what? And it always scares me to look back because Mm -hmm. I I have no, I I started this thinking, what am I going to talk about? It's just indoor cycling. Well, back on podcast episode number 142, uh, your sister Alexandra was on and we were talking about music licensing.
0: Yes, I remember that.
1: Uh, Yes. And... We're up into the 360s now uh, and uh, quite a few years ago. So tell us a little bit about funandfit.org and, and what you two do.
0: Well, uh, my twin sister and I took all of our years, decades, and baby boomer status as fitness professionals. And uh, channeled it into creating this blog that addresses the active aging needs of we uh, uh, of baby boomer women so we really target that woman kind of 50 to 70 oh baby boomers are specifically 53 to 71 um, this year and the tagline of fun and fit is active aging answers for boom chicka boomers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And, and just speaking with you a little before we got started, uh, you and your sister have uh, big personalities.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's I, a good way to put it. We'll say I'll know. take it. You're, and, you're, <laughs> and the
1: emails we traded are always a little goofy, and and I really appreciate that.
0: And, <laughs> Thank
1: uh, you. <laughs> so well, how did how did you two decide to? to uh, I'm guessing you have a business together, and and uh, and so how did how did that all come about?
0: Well, the true story is I had gone to a convention that was talking about pursuing your dreams, your goals, and making career changes. This was back in um, 2010, so we've been at this blogging business now for six years. And I came home and I said, "Alexandra, let's take all of our years as fitness professionals, where we've been training professionals, we train trainers, we train instructors, and said let's and, and certainly we taught group fitness classes and uh, work directly with exercisers." However, I said, Alexandra, let's take our knowledge and create this blog and go directly to exercisers, those who maybe aren't particularly active, but not sedentary and not the athletic. On a 1 to 10 scale, 1 being sedentary, 10 being you know Olympic athletes, let's kind of aim for that 3 to 6, 3 to 7 category of women who aren't really being addressed and help them access uh, fitness in a fun, upbeat, irreverent way with accurate information, but couched with some humor and I suggested the term fun and fit. And Alexandra said, Kimberly, that's perfect because I, Alexandra, I'm so fun. I'm so fit. You can be and. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a true story. And I thought, oh my gosh. You can okay. be and. Yep. What, I, the,
1: what do they call that? A con? Uh,
0: what, uh, a conjunction?
1: Con, yeah. Whatever that and word
0: means. <laughs> well, Until I wasn't an English major. <laughs> it meant taking all the pressure off me. So one day, you know, I I say that one day I'm going to aspire to become .org. I'm going to just move it up. Step (laughs) it up. And so that's really how we got started. And um, it's an informal business. Like many bloggers, we um, you know we have highs and lows, and days where we feel like our message is really getting out there and serving that midlife woman and helping her access movement, and then some days we feel like hello, hello, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Um, are you? Is anyone listening? And I'm sure you've had those days with your uh, podcast too, but I hope not. I hope you've only had the days where millions flock to hear you.
1: Well, I wish it was millions, but it is. Sometimes it is kind of a lonely thing because. You know, you wanted to have a conversation and I'm talking with you, but I don't, I'm not communicating with the listener. And so uh-huh. uh, but, I, you know, that said, I've done this for so long. It, it just, I, I, and I've heard so many people commented about this podcast or that podcast. And we've launched the careers of multiple fitness professionals. And so I've had enough feedback or strokes or whatever you want to call it to always feel good about it. Hey. Go, John. Oh, right. Well, okay. So, well, congratulations to you for, you know, you found a niche and decided to chase after it. And for anybody listening, that's really the key. Uh, if you're going to try to get something going on the internet, you have to find a niche. It might be, you know, you know fitness boomers or indoor cycling instructors or whatever. Chase it if, and uh, decide. Okay. Now, you're both professional writers. And, Correct. And, and, and- you were before you have started this, I presume.
0: Oh correct we both have a long list of published articles, and my sister also has uh, well actually both of us some uh, quite a bit of editing experience as well
1: got it okay the uh, the article as I was reading it uh, the title of it is seven principles for Outstanding Boomer workouts um, Now were you contracted by idea to put this together or is this something that you pitched to them how did how did you do that
0: Yes, I went to them and I said, here I have this idea. And here's essentially my working title. What do you think? And the uh, idea editor, Sandy Todd Webster, said, we love it. Sounds great. Um, And here's what we'll slate it for. And then once they accept uh, a pitch or a query, then they send a contract and you agree on the terms and the deadline and the fee and the word count. And off I ran. Awesome.
1: Well, this is fascinating. This was not what we we're going to talk about, but I'm i going to guess some, there are a lot of people listening to this that you know always thought, "Hey, I'd love to write an article for Idea or for indoorcycleinstructor.com." Um, and and I get pitches occasionally from people as well. What um, does it does it pay well enough to feel like you know, your your time is is well compensated?
0: I would say that, I, well, I can't speak for other publications. Um, I can say for any that I would write for, I only do it if I feel like the fee is worth the time and the research. And, and also the article idea has to interest me. So if there's something really that I'm passionate about, um, then of course it's going to be worth it to me and valuable and the fact that they chose my article then to be their cover feature made it even more exciting for me and um definitely more i don't know valuable's the word but worthwhile to some degree um stoked my ego we'll say that oh certainly well why not yeah yeah
1: well and it's that's that's huge and the reality and i don't remember if it's in the recording or we talked about it ahead of time is that you know the boomer category or, or classification of people is who You'll see. At least my experience is the largest demographic. Typically, you'll see in a fitness studio. Um, I still
0: see that. Yeah, the numbers are still there. And I do want to come back to one of your points. If um, your listeners are interested to write for any publication or online or um, a regular, you know, hard copy publication, trade publications such as Idea in general tend to be a great place to start. However, um, consumer publications tend to pay more so there's advantages to both um it's harder to get a query or a pitch accepted by a consumer publication without a long track record um, but they do pay more once you are accepted so that's something that might be of interest to your listeners and it's communication so we're right on target topic target right yes we
1: are <laughs> yes we are okay so so um again, yeah, I knew this was going to happen because when we planned this, we were thinking, well, this is, that was just a short part of the article. What are we going to talk about? And obviously we've already found plenty of things to talk about. Um, How did you go about researching this article?
0: To be honest, it's been brewing over a couple of years. It wasn't formal research. It's really based on me pursuing what I enjoy doing. For example, getting my functional aging um, certification, working more and teaching a lot of o- over 50 um, exercisers, and then finding that I really have a passion for teaching not only the baby boomers but also the matures, the 71-year-olds and up, and not so much the frail and elderly, I don't have that much experience there, but the more highly functioning um, older adult. And so, as a function of getting my specialist certification, taking uh, conference sessions in this area and then putting together my 30 plus 35 years of teaching um, experience and using my classes as sort of the lab and asking for feedback plus staying on top of what's going on um, in the industry. I combined it as informal research. So guest teaching around the world presenting at different conferences, all of this allowed me the opportunity to test out my theories and then also to learn from others in the industry because we have so many talented people in this industry and kind of putting together the bits that resonated with what I was doing. And so there's no formal research here. Um, It's really a conglomeration of what others have done that I've been able to adapt and try out and test and get feedback on, and then put together.
1: Uh, and I'm going to refer people. To, if you don't have an idea, or if you're not an ACE Group fitness instructor, if you are, you're already getting this magazine monthly. That there's a lot of component parts to. Again, there's seven as you describe them as to you know, you know working effectively as an instructor with this category. My goal was to discuss you know the seventh principle, which you called carefully consider your cues. Give me a, just a general overview what you mean by that.
0: I'll give you a short story. A couple of years ago, Alexandra and I were walking through a trade show, and, we, uh, and it was a fitness trade show um, down in Los Angeles and we noticed lots of hard bodies, lots of tattoos, lots and lots of booze, (laughs) all yes, (laughs) uh, catering really to a younger generation. We didn't have a problem with that. Um, However, we we noticed that not only was our age group not really represented at this trade show, which had promoted itself as for all adult ages, but also the advertising and the products and the banners and the language and everything were very, very off-putting to us. We felt really out of place and uncomfortable and we thought wow if here we are fit individuals very comfortable in the fitness industry lots of experience um, with you know skimpy clothes and fitness people and we felt excluded and isolated and out of place then how must the regular exerciser of our age feel and so we started paying attention to why we felt that way and we noticed that the wording throughout this trade show really was very hard, what I'll call hardcore. Hard and some of the examples of things we saw uh, were, you know, all the memes that um, come up, like, you know, beast and raw and, um, you know, brutal. And we even saw something that was talking about barbed wire. <laughs> I don't want to work out with barbed wire. Oh, <laughs> my, nothing That's about like
1: a CrossFit thing
0: oh, we thought, you know, here we are working so hard to try to pull people into the industry, whether it's through indoor cycling, which I also am certified in and enjoy, um, you know, through uh, something out on the floor on your own or in a group class. And here we're being um, assaulted with barbed wire and being pounded and punished. And, um, you know, when the words insanity come up, we thought, you know, postmenopausal women – probably have enough insanity in their world already. So I started paying a little bit more attention to that. And I've always been someone who cued from the perspective of presenting options that don't have a value. That is to say, instead of saying, oh, this is the beginner option. Um, This is the advanced option. Nobody wants to be the beginner. Or instead of a, this is the easy version, this is the hard version. Again, people, especially in a group, which is cycling, mostly uh, indoor cycling is almost always in a group. Again, nobody wants to be identified as um, not working hard enough or somehow letting the group down or being less than. So we came out of that particular LA trade show and said, let's pay better attention. Let's go out to our different communities online, um, Facebook groups we belong to, the people in our classes and let's ask let's find out and sure enough we discovered that um yeah in general your average exerciser not and i'm distinguishing from your really really fit elite um, baby boomer exerciser but your average woman over 50 and men too they really don't want to hear things like go hard or go home or be all in or get out um we (laughs) we just really don't want to hear punishing threatening accusatory type of Facebook memes, um, which also I saw all over Facebook, you know, as you scroll down, you see all these uh, memes coming at you, Um, you know, whip yourself into shape.
1: I do the same thing. I get so tired of seeing that, you know, it's like, really?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're tired. We don't want to be whipped into shape. We want to be cajoled.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You know, but at the same time, I can understand that, you know, 20 years ago, that would have appealed to me.
0: Yeah, it could. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And 20 years ago, I think it wouldn't have stuck out to me as well. I don't know if it would have appealed to me per se, but it wouldn't have stood out as something that put me off. Right. So, I, yeah. So I thought, you know, if i am been put off, your average exerciser might be put off. And you know, our blog and my sister and I, and, and I hope the fitness industry as a whole, and certainly you, we're looking for ways to be inclusive. How can we draw people into the fun and the benefits that are exercise and movement and telling people to suck it up now. So you don't have to suck it up later or suck it in later. Ah, aren't that welcoming?
1: <laughs> right. You know, as you're talking here, I, I remember I, uh, I used to teach a, what was called performance cycle class for lifetime fitness. And mm-hmm. it's, it's for cyclists. It's supposed to be, you know, difficult, strenuous, you know, high intensity, you know, the people coming in, their eyes are wide open. Um, you know it's 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 not something that someone you know, like a 90 minute class you know so it almost right away excludes anyone of of uh, somebody new right and we did a threshold assessment which is a uh, which becomes a 20 minute hard as you can go effort with the with the expectation that at the end of it you're going to get some understanding of your functional threshold power that you can just that you can sustain for a 20 minute section and it's painful Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm remembering a particular instance where I have a um, online a video that I show which is a bike race and it's happens to be the exact right length and the end of it's very exciting there's a big sprint finish and I can remember being off my bike and I got pretty carried away cheering everybody Mm -hmm. and 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 finally uh George (laughs) He was a long-time participant, guy I rode with outdoors, very fit, very, you know, but at the same time, he's 60 years old. And I remember as I'm getting all excited, he looked up to me and he says, uh, that's enough, John. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't need it. <laughs> and, and it was very educational, uh, and uh, where I realized that, you know, people don't need yelling and screaming, and, um, or some do, but uh, particularly people who are a little more mature age-wise. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't need that all right so what's the what's the if, if we're not going to do x, then we want to use the suggestions of y, so what are the,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what, are the what are the what are the alternatives?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, and and I do have some comments for that, but I want to come back to your point about this intensity and, you know, older exercises and what's oh, motivational okay, sure, what's not, because I think your point's well taken, <laughs> and I like, George, you know, that's enough. But having said that, I do want to clarify that women and men in this age group, baby boomers are more than happy to work intensely. Um, I'm going to say we, because I'm a baby boomer too, as I say. We love to work intensely. There's not; It's not a question of, hey, don't yell at me um, and I don't want to work intensely. It's don't yell punishing accusatory things at me that are sort of negative or, you know, hey, obsessed is what they call, is what the lazy call dedicated, you know, somehow like I'm not doing enough. So there are baby boomers who love to work intensely. We don't want to work in pain. That's true. Um, so it, it is a challenge to find cues and words and phrases that are motivating to this group or at least that aren't off-putting to this group and at the same time recognizing that just like any age group you're going to have all the way from your exerciser who for whom 20 minutes at a moderate pace would be more than sufficient and all the way to the you know the 90 minute um writer for whom 20 minutes of intensity high intensity is great and then they still have the rest of the workout to go so yeah we're talking big range um, but I don't want people to hear, oh, therefore, we have to go namby-pamby, moderate, and, you know, suddenly talk sweetly. Um, <laughs> well, that's and, not going to work either. No, it's not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, especially my older exercisers, the 70- and 80-year-olds, they hate that. Like, oh, don't talk to me like my baby. Talk to me normally. So having said that, some of the words and phrases that I think we could put in, instead of saying, um, you know, excuses are for people who just don't want it bad enough. Or, you know, whip yourself into shape, as I've mentioned, or no pain, no gain is, let's say we're about to start climbing a hill and it's going to be an intense hill and we want to motivate those riders. For this age group, and I think any, we can say, come on, we've got something intense ahead of us. You know you can get through this. Um, you, You know your body. Take that knowledge, apply it, and make it up this intense hill. You'll feel so great when you're done. That's a completely different feeling from, you know, whip it, get up this hill, come on, it's gonna be a killer. <laughs> so
1: you're, you're to accentuating the positive aspects of something rather than uh, potentially shaming somebody with the negative aspects of it. You know, you're yeah. You're not you're gonna fail, you're getting dropped, blah, 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 those kind of things. Correct. You,
0: I, think, I think you're you're uh, catching uh well quite accurately. The difference between, yeah, emphasizing the the negative versus the positive. And I would say that almost for anything is, any kind of cueing is emphasize what you do want instead of what you don't want. Emphasize the positive instead of the negative. Um, But especially for the over 50s, things that sound painful, we already have enough aches and pains. We have five to seven decades worth of accumulated Of every morning trying to get out of bed. Yep. Yeah, so something that talks about, you know, I suck it up or, you know, no pain, no gain, or, um, you know, go hard or go home. It's like, well, I'd like to go hard, but it kind of hurts. How about could I go maybe like moderate and then intensely, but in a way that's still energizing instead of uncomfortable. So some of the other words or phrases that I might pop in instead would be exactly that. Hey, this next section is going to be very energizing. Yes, you're going to have to demand a lot from yourself and you will have to give a lot, That you will be energized through this. This is accessible. It's achievable. You can do it. These are the kinds of words and phrases that I would use um, versus, you know, punishment words or phrases.
1: But no baby talk. No
0: patronizing. (laughs) I had an instructor. I know
1: you're old. I know you're old, and (laughs) just just try to do your best. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh God, that would be horrible. Um, I have never cue it that <laughs> badly, but I have heard instructors, you know, change their whole tone and suddenly slow it down. Which you know, sometimes the older exerciser actually appreciates. I have had you, know, you had your George story. I have my story where I have, and it, and it was a man again um, come to me. He said, "Whoa, a guy named Kelly, Kimberly, you talk at seventy-eight RPM. I can listen at thirty-three RPM." Now, the reference to phonographs and records alone Mm -hmm. kind of dated him. (laughs) And then I've had others say, oh, my gosh, Kimberly, whoa, slow down. You talk faster than I can listen. And I thought, well, that's legitimate. That's totally fair. I do have to watch the pacing. But I remember um, a young instructor coming to me once. I had just trained her when I was still teaching at the university. And uh, she was essentially asking for more advice and help working with her beginning older adult class. And she felt that she was successful in her other classes and integrating well, but having particular challenge here. And I said, okay, I'll come. I'll assess. We'll review. You're all done with your training. You finished your practicum. You've been placed and hired. Things should be going well. Well, it turned out that for all of her other classes, she put energy into her voice. She had projection. She was using analogies and, you know, um, imagery and fabulous cues. And then she got to her, you know, intro level step for older adults class. And suddenly her voice was saccharine and she didn't talk a lot. And she took lots of pauses. I said, okay, I think we've identified the problem. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's equating intro level and older with somehow, you know, way too soft or, you know, some other category of boring. Um, so all she had to do was shift back to her normal voice, normal cueing, and she had them back with her. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was part of the problem was equating older and intro with, uh, I don't know, babies. So
1: what was the intent of your article um, in in a you know as a thirty thousand foot view into it what what were you trying to communicate to instructors
0: that's a great question because it does divide out into good communication and queuing from instructors that applies to all age groups and some of the questions you're asking um, are directly relevant to that for example um, you know Not putting value um, on one set of cues or one option or modification versus another, but allowing people to self-select without feeling less than. For example, um, I'll talk about an option, if it's option one, maybe option one has more control and option two has more challenge. Well, control and challenge; these are both good things to have. So, for any age group, I might cue what you and I and other instructors would think of as the um, less, you know, the easier modification. I don't call it the easier modification in class. Uh, as I say, I would say this one has more control. So people feel like, oh yeah, I want more control. That sounds good. I'll take that. Give me a six six dozen of that uh, on on sale. And then um, this well, because opposite- they feel
1: successful if they are are able to control the movement or whatever. Is that what you're saying?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. For example, a base of support. If I cue somebody to stand wide and I know this isn't um, directly relevant to Oh, no, but it's all it's, to it, intercycling, it's, but it all, it's all relevant. Yeah. All the cues are relevant. This example, maybe I could have thought of a better example, but let's say that I'm cueing someone, uh, a stance option, a wider stance, a wider base of support offers more control. And a narrower base of support, narrower stance offers more challenge. So those are two words where people can feel successful regardless. And those apply across age groups. Then to answer your your initial question of, you know, what was it I was trying to get across specifically for baby boomers with queuing is that the cues that might be great for your millennials, your Gen X, your younger exercisers might not be appropriate for this age group that there are some places where age groups really do matter where there are some distinctions and differentiations and i have seen that over my career and i've certainly seen it in the last couple years that trying to take the motivational cue that might apply to my daughter for example who loves high intensity workouts she's an athlete she's 24 for her Um, you know, having some really hardcore cues um, and and sort of push, 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 that might be really, really effective. That same cue, though, I was finding there were some age gaps. Um, Really didn't work with that typical exerciser in uh, his or her 50s, 60s, and, you know, up to 70, 71. Certainly don't work with the other over 70-year-olds either. Um, But for the Purpose of this article, I really want to say, yeah, we baby boomers, we still think we're young. We want to stay young forever. We definitely aren't aging the way our parents aged. We definitely want more life in our years. We want more years in our life, and we're, you know, we don't want to be yelled at. We don't want to be, um, you know, pushed and pulled as much. We have the wisdom of our of our ages. We know our bodies. We know what we want them to do, we know what they can do, and we know what hurts and what they can't do. And and so that was it, was trying to say, think about the cueing, whether this is the best choice for someone who maybe has more exercise experience and yet is coming out of a knee surgery or just um, is exhausted because um, he or she is caregiving for an elderly parent and barely made it to class much less, you know, um, has the energy to push through something really high intensity and with a lot of in-your-face kind of cues. Does that answer what you're asking, John?
1: It does very much okay. so. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm just looking at the clock here, and we're running maybe even a little late or long, which is just fine. Uh, I, I always like to ask two final questions for someone like you. First, is did is there anything else that you you feel you should add?
0: I just want listeners to hear what I love and what motivated me, which is practice makes progress, not perfection. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes progress. So take off the burden of queuing perfectly, of teaching perfectly, and of asking for perfection from your class participants. Let's just look for progress, not perfection.
1: Well, awesome. That was Kimberly Williams-Evans from funandfit.org. And uh, thank you. I appreciate this. And, uh, oh, before you go, um, do you guys offer any other services or have you got any uh, additional training information you can offer?
0: Well, that's very kind of you to ask, John. I would say if people go to our website, thefunandfit.org, they will see a couple of um, digital products that we have out. And enough said on that, I hope that I've pe- people's interest enough to t- pop over to our website and then they can check things out there. Or think of us, whenever they're thinking of group fitness for baby boomers, my sister and I are the people to contact.
1: Awesome. And uh, you're all over social media, I see. And uh, is it, it, uh, now you guys kind of operate as a team, though, so everything's going to be under fun and fit, your Facebook pages and those type of things, or do you have your own individual stuff?
0: Well, our blog is a tandem effort, and we definitely also work independently. We have our own specialties. I really focus on, um, like, well, the things I focus on, and there's things my sister focuses on. She has her master's in counseling. She loves nutrition. She's a good cook. Those are no, none of those things fall into my category. I enjoy her food, <laughs> and I have my separate specialty. So, when we present at conventions, we have different topics that we address. But, yes, we work together on the blog, and then we work independently um, at events and for writing, et cetera.
1: Awesome. Well, really thank you. I appreciate this.
0: Thank you, John.